What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 750. Yes, I'm going to start saying what episode it is. That way, everybody over on YouTube and the other platforms can find it over on Spotify, iTunes, whatever you're using. I know a lot of people have been having trouble finding which episodes they like to hear by title. Anyway, you can hear the second uh, half of the show with China now. Get all under her nerves. I think I got under the nerves of a lot of people during the Kazakh 1% 7-year anniversary episode with Big O. I guess they didn't like the straight talk. Now, I chop it down to, you know, some of these guys that want to play the game, want to play the part, uh, they go out and buy their Harleys, they throw on the shirts and stuff, and they want to be hardcore, which, hey, hey more power to whatever they want to do. But when it came to how I was reacting and playing around uh, about women and stuff, they get all up in arms. I actually talked about this on the last segment on the radio show with China Dow, is I can't believe how butthurt the supposed bikers get when you give them a perspective of days long gone by, actually. And they're like, they can't comprehend the thinking, which hey, is cool to each his own, to each his own. I just don't like having my balls in my old lady's purse. And that's kind of like what I was explaining when I told, you know, Big O was laughing. I was laughing because he's a generation that I'm from. We get it. We know. We know how it works. I never been the type of person who kept things to myself. I don't have to worry about an old lady coming up to me. Oh, you're cheating on me. You're doing this, 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 and this. See, there's a lot of people that are snakes like that. They'll go around, cheat on their old lady, and surprise when they find out. Not me. Not me. No. You just go right to the source and say, hey, honey. I'm going out and getting some. It's that easy. That way, there's trust still there. Everybody knows what's going on. But that way of thinking is too outdated, I think. Even though a lot of us graybeards, if you want to say it, the ones who were around, lived the life, didn't take any freaking advice from anybody. We lived it the way we wanted to live it. I get it. It might be a traumatic experience for some of these new and old cats because they never been in a position where they can just talk straight. So it was kind of funny, man, all the hate. I, I, I got to admit, man, the email, I never got that many hate emails. And I bet it's from one of them guys that when I post a picture of a hot-ass chick on one of our platforms, come back and say, well, I don't need somebody like that. I got an old lady. Power to you, man. But don't come on the damn platform saying that. You look stupid. Actually, you look ridiculous. 
to ones that actually been around a long, long time. But hey, the scene's evolved. It's PC. I get it. I get it. It's just like when me and Big O were talking about, man, it's kind of freaky. You know, if you're in a club nowadays, you'll say, oh, I can't go with you. I got to go to a Valentine's dinner with the old lady. It's like, man, grab your balls back, will you? It's actually disgusting. Another thing in the news before, you know, we get down to the second segment. I know I ranted a little bit there. Was this clubhouse closure in Fall River because that little melee that happened that the pagans were a part of. And I have to say, I'm sick and tired of it. These cities, anytime they want to close down a clubhouse, they send these city inspectors in and claim that the building isn't up to code. This happens a lot to clubhouses. It's happened here in the city. It's happened in the state line area where I'm at. They will actually send in these hacks to say, hey, your faucet ain't the right color or something like that. They do anything they can to shut the club down. Same thing with liquor licensing. Why a lot of clubs go with tickets is you buy your ticket because no cash is change in hand or you got to get a liquor license. Even if you're a private club, I know that is the way it is in Illinois. They use all these dirty tricks to get what they want. Code violations. And all that crap, even though the neighborhood never complained about that clubhouse. And because there was an incident there, they feel like they have to get their balls out of their woman's purse and go bully everybody. Ain't that the word now? Bully. You know, I always looked at it like, damn, man, are we like in uh, high school or junior high that we have to still use that? So I guess we got to use terminology. Everybody knows. Let's take a look at this. Very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. This out of the FallRiverReporter.com. Seeing a motorcycle club bra shut down by the city of Fall River as investigation continues. A building in the area of where there was a brawl between two motorcycle clubs last weekend in Fall River has been shut down by the city. This coming from the same media. That, well, actually, this ain't the one. It was, I believe, the Toronto Sun or whatever it was, where they said (laughs) two of the major 1% clubs were affiliated with another one. It was like, man, you guys better check your reporting. Here it is right here. This is how they do it. According to the city building inspector, 1375 Pleasant Street is not up to code and there are safety issues, nobody should be entering the building at this time. Interesting. Actually, if you look at the clubhouse over here on your right, 
it actually looks in better condition than the one in the middle. It looks right up to par with the other one right there, too. It's funny how they choose who to shut down. Fall River Police Captain Barden Castro stated the city inspectors were at the biker club on Tuesday. Well, why would they be there on Tuesday? Well, because you called them in. Because you wanted them out of there. It had nothing to do with safety. That's the way you do it. That's how you get around the court orders, the warrants, all that stuff. Is just sending a city inspector. Quote, I am hopeful that we may have a break in the investigation, but detectives are still working on their reports, so I'm unable to provide anything on that as of now. Then they go into what happened, 12.25 p.m., blah, 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 blah. Same thing right here. About four that were transferred, remaining three victims, blah, 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 blah. So you see how they do it. And they even admitted it in the article. The city inspectors were there. That's because the cops called them. That's their way of getting around things. You got to be smart with this kind of stuff. That's the problem, I think, with running clubhouses is you're always going to fall at the mercy of the landlord or the cops. Now, if you buy one, put it in trust to whatever corporation that you're using, then it becomes your private property. Then it becomes, well, you want to send in a city inspector. Well, you better go to court for this one. It's real hard when you're running a lease in somewhere to do something like that. But you kind of get sick and tired of Leo pulling these off-the-wall tricks on somebody. Because it is. That's craziness. Just like in South Dakota. They make millions upon millions of dollars. And there's clubs, major clubs that go to this all the time. They spend their money there. But cops went, these gang task force went to all the casinos, all the bars, and told them, if you serve these people or allow them to stay at your establishment, we're going to take your liquor license. They use these tools against bikers, and I'd have to say their own citizens. You should never threaten a private business that you're going to do something with them. Whether it be an inspector for the city, building code, licensing, any of that stuff. But that's the facts of life. That's how they do things. They're underhanded. They're snakes. That's just the way it is. So, messed up, if you will, okay? I kind of get irritated with this one. Because it isn't right. That clubhouse was there probably a long time. Had no issues. And because something went down, that's when they started up. 
Anyway, we're going to go over the second segment right now, right after this music break. Make sure you bring your butts over there. Listen to us on Spotify. Yes, get on Spotify to listen to the replays. But live, we're on Discord right now and the Insane Throttle radio app in Google Play. Rock on. Shoot it, shoot it out, cause they want it, want it now, now. Shoot it, shoot it out, cause they want it, want it now. Shoot it, shoot it out, cause they want it, want it now, now. Shoot it, shoot it out, cause they want it, want it now. Shoot it, shoot it out, cause they want it a little more. You can be the rest assured. You give them all you got and you give them a little more. And never even know what for. They feed and they suck until you're unconscious. It's never enough, they kill you. six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Hey, careful, man. There's a beverage here, huh? We're gonna put the skitties in your Alan Wickers, you plonker. 
Do you know what he's saying? WMMRDB Rockford. Man, it's always hard to know what an Englishman is talking about. How you guys doing? Welcome to the second half of the show. Englishman, I, what am I talking about, man? I've been watching that, what is it, uh... What is that freaking Hornblower movie or whatever it was? It was a series in the 90s. Horatio Hornblower about the naval British thing. Yeah, they got a cool accent. That's what I could say. Kind of like Australia. What's up, China? Nothing. Trying to get into this silly app. You are a special kind of stupid, though. Well, thank you. I, feel I like know it's hard. Special kind of stupid right now. <laughs> it's always funny. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Looking at you, I wonder if you laugh in the mirror at yourself. No, rude. Why rude? Why are you being rude? I'm just in one of them moods. Oh, so now I'm supposed to look at myself and laugh? Why? Am I, I would funny agree. Looking? I would agree. Am I funny looking? Sometimes. No, no, I'm not. Especially when you don't have makeup on. I'm wearing makeup. I'm just saying, what's going on with my dog down there? She growling and shit like that? Is she sleeping? No, that's Bailey. Oh. She's stretching. Oh, okay. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. It is funny. I have to admit, something's funny here. What? You never know who people are. Never. What do you mean? Well... I was looking around on the wire and stuff like that, because that's what I have to do every morning, look at the wire, see what stories are going on, and I came to this story, and I couldn't believe it. All right, go. 135 teachers, aides, just this year alone, and it's not even what? five months in, had been charged with sex crimes of a kid. 102 of those cases, or 76%, were involved against students. I worry, what the hell is going on? What's happening that's a lot of freaking cases already this year alone. Well, I don't know what's going on with this world. It's coming to an end. We must be in the end times, man. We must be. Uh, let's see here. An anal uh, analysis conducted by Fox News Digital looked at local news stories week by week featuring arrest of teachers and teachers' aid on child sex-related crimes in school districts across the country, arrests that weren't publicized were not counted in the analysis, meaning the true number may well be higher. And the best majority of the arrested educators were men. Women had only 30 cases, men had 105 cases. And it's only May right now. Men had how many? 105. Women had 30. <laughs> you it hoes. ain't funny either way. Who did nothing? It's just the whole cases in general. You hoes. What? 
I think I worry more because of the grandkids now that it, it they're fucking freaks out there now. I never remember this when I was a kid. This happening so much. Maybe because we didn't have an internet or uh, national access to this kind of stuff because the internet wasn't around, but... There's so much we didn't hear and see when we were kids. It does make it a lot more scarier, though. Well, how do you figure scary? Scarier? You don't know who these people are. You don't even know if it's your next-door neighbors. What, on the computer? No, if they're doing something. Dude, we're lucky if we heard anything about somebody flashing when we were growing up. But you you know what I mean. You never know who people are. No, you don't. They do look like, uh, well, just take Gacy, for example. The motherfucker was out there. He was dressed as a clown. Doing a clown parties. being uh, on, you know, active in political stuff. Looked like a normal guy. And here he was all fucked up. Yeah, you don't know. And that's the way I look at this story. Like, holy shit, really? That's a lot of freaking stuff, man. You never thought it would be that high. That's what stood out to me during that article. Well, now, I mean, they don't have like, like, okay, back when we were kids, now you can actually go online and you can look up sex offenders in your area, but you can't find murderers, but you can find sex offenders. There should be a whole database that people could access, like, uh... The sex crime uh, website, but everyone. It should be. You should be able to have access to stuff like that. Without having to pay for it? Yeah, for real. Well, with the sex offenders, you don't have to pay for that one. But I think if there's people out there that have committed crime, like, and are out on, you know, they've been released, like, you know, murder, manslaughter, that kind of stuff, and Mm. they've done their time... And they're out released. I think we should be able to have access to, hey, they could live three doors down. You know, not just the sex offenders. I think it should be more than that. Very well said. But then you're going to have people come back and say, well, what about privacy issues? The crimes, uh, you know, the only thing that should be on a website is the sex crimes because that's more dangerous, blah, blah, blah. That they can stick it where the sun don't shine. Because you know what? I think we should have every right to know who our neighbors are. Because they're, what, they're, so many of them are at high risk for reoffending. So, mm-hmm. I'd want to know. I know you've looked at that uh, sex thing around here and you you got blown away. I got blown away because some of them came into the gas station as customers. And I was like, what? No. I'm like, look, this guy this guy comes here all the time. Registered sex offender. And it makes me wonder because of the fact that, you know, the gas station's only a few, you know, like two blocks from the school, the high school. And it's like, then I looked and because it always has their addresses. And I'm like, dude, he like lives like a block and a half away from the high school in the opposite direction. I'm like, are they allowed to be that close? Right. <laughs> and there are specific feet that they have to be away from. Do you think there's degrees of sex offenders that people should be able to tolerate? I don't think anybody should have to tolerate any sexual offender. 
I don't care what level it's at. Say if somebody was uh, 20 years old and messed around with a 17-year-old. Yeah. Is that a gray area or no? That's what it is. It is what it is. I don't care. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that? Because they're not 18. They're not adults. I don't care if they're 17. Actually, in Illinois, it's 17, I think. No, I thought, no, it's 18. Well, I thought it was 17 was consent uh, under that was parental, but go ahead. I don't care. I don't care if it is. Even if it is 17, I still think that, you know, they ain't no different than, you know, a a grown 30-year-old going after a freaking 22-year-old. It don't matter. I don't care. They're all considered sex offenders in my eyes. Very interesting there. Why? Wow. I mean, seriously, I don't care. I'm like, mm mm, I don't care. 16 year olds, we're in love. And it's like, oh, really? Because he's like 22. <laughs> like six years older. Yeah, it's like, no. He's fucking with your head. <laughs> and that's why a parent should be there. A parent needs to know. I mean, you got to be able to have it where your kids trust you enough to tell you that kind of stuff. Like, I have a boyfriend. Oh, is he from your school? No, he's in college. I'd flip shit. I'd be like, throat punch. Nope, you're done. <laughs> Child, lay down. <laughs> you out. No. Uh-uh. I mean, we didn't have that issue with our kids, but I mean, there's parents out there that have to deal with that crap. And the way kids dress nowadays is disgusting. And sometimes the parents actually go along with it. That's what I don't understand. Well, I guess then there's the parental consent. They're okay but with But there's the, a devious the, side to that with the parents. But see, the funny thing is, is that doesn't, you know, parental consent, you know, I'm on the fence with that when it comes to relationships. Let's let's just stick with the scenario of like 16 and, you know, 22 or 16 and 20 even, you know. I'm on the fence with parental consent because the parents might be like, oh, my God, he's so nice. Okay, Yeah, you can date him. Okay, but that's giving permission. You know, they're okay with the guy, but they're not technically giving permission. Go, yeah, go ahead. Screw my daughter. Well, they have to know (laughs) that's what's up. Some parents are not smart enough. Do you think it has to do with income? If the parents see that, say, the 22-year-old, he just got out of college, got a real damn good job, and they might be, you know, low on the totem pole as far as money's concerned, not making a lot, and they agree to something like that because of money? If that's the case, I'm sorry to say, but that's disgusting. But it's been done. Well, yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. Or they find out that the 20-year-old is dating their 16-year-old and the 20-year-old's family's rich. So it does come in the money where parental doesn't work. Well, hey, because they figure at least she'll get taken care of because he's got money. That's kind of what happened with that Jeffrey Epstein with the Epstein Island. It was known that money was thrown around and the parents would just, here, take my daughter. It's just gross. Okay. It is. And, and, and that's an and extreme in situa- situation. In a situation like that, it makes me say that the parents should get charged with something, too. And they never do. No, but they should. So you don't think... Here, take my daughter. She's 13, but, you know, you have money. 
what what kind of motivation would a parent have if they let their 16-year-old go with a 22-year-old? What kind of motivation? Other than money. I don't I don't see it. Uh, I have no idea what kind of motivation they would have besides their daughter going, Oh my God, we're so much in love. <laughs> and they don't even know what it is. Hell no. Hell no. Not at 16. You don't know what that is. That's infatuation. That's lust. Either that or the parents are just afraid to say no. Most parents are nowadays. They don't like... It's like that word's not even in the vocabulary because... Oh, oh. Oh, she's happy. It's fine. It's fine. She's happy. She won't be cranky with us anymore. Just let her do it. It's fine. And that can go to a downfall for the kid. Yeah. Because it's... I don't, the whole thing is just stupid. Mm-hmm. Date in your age range. Don't what date, would be don't accept- date under the age of 18. Well, what would be acceptable for a 16-year-old? Say they, 16, say, 17. Say they were dating somebody that was like a year older, 17. So, that's fine. But they turn 18. Yeah, everybody has birthdays. So, 18 and 16. It wouldn't be 18 and 16. It'd be 18 and 17. At they're the, both going to have a birthday. At the Well, just say, you know, it overlapped, a, you know, a happy year, whatever. They turn 18, and the guy or girl pisses off the parents of the younger one, and they go file charges. But they've already been together. Like a year and a half. Yeah. That could happen. That's where I think the law is kind of fucked up. Well, that could happen 100%, because it's like, or or... Or the guy would be the one that turned 18 and she's 16 going on 17 and they break up and she'd be like, he raped me. Which is a favorite one of women. I'm I, I'm sorry. They use that shit all the time. I'm sorry, but there's a lot of people out there that cry it. They, it's like crying wolf. Mm-hmm. They say it and sometimes it never even happened. And that's sad because it really... Because because there's people out there that that kind of shit really does happen to, and you shouldn't cry wolf. I mean, yeah, he broke up with you. I'm gonna go tell everybody he raped me. It's like you're fucking stupid. Don't be a dumbass. Well, that's kind of what's going on with uh, Amber Heard right now. She claimed that Johnny Depp raped her. her. Fuck her. She's lying her ass off. She's such a piece of shit. I'd shit on her side of the bed too. (laughs) Fuck that shit. Fucking hate her. But that makes it hard for women. Leave Johnny Depp alone. It makes it hard for women because they're false bullshit. I mean, I'm not even a big fan of Johnny Depp either, but that whole fucking situation is a fucking crock of shit. But does how does that help a woman what she's doing? It doesn't. I mean, these people, a lot of, and there's a lot of them out there that cry wolf, and it's like, you know what? You're taken away from somebody that that shit actually did happen to. You're taking taking the time away because you got to cry wolf because, you know, you want someone like Amber. She wants Johnny's money. But it's like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. It's like, do you know how stupid you fucking look when there's people out there that actually have gone through fucking situations that she's trying to claim she went through? Mm-hmm. You know, she needs to be smacked in the mouth, throat punched, and fucking kicked but in the I always hole. wondered if women get pissed off about that kind of stuff when other women make false accusations. That pisses me the fuck off big time. Because it's like, you know what? You're sitting here crying, crying crying rape when it never happened because you're just out for something. Or he pissed you off because, oh my god, he dumped you, but you all were having sex for the past year. 
Mm-hmm. Grow the fuck up. Act like a fucking human being. Don't go file false charges against somebody when there's people out there that need to actually file real charges against people. What do you want, the fucking limelight? And I think, you know, a, a lot of people bitch really bad when a defense attorney, when it's in a rape case or a sexual case at all, they go after the victim. They always do. They hit them hard because there's been a lot of false accusations. Well, what it is is they're trying to break them down to see whether or not the story in the whole situation is true. They want to break them down, which I think is fucking sad. Is it sad or is it fair game because all the false stuff that other people have done? I think I think it's kind of both. Because if the person actually did go through the situation 100% and the the attorney's going at them like that, you don't know how much more extra pain you're causing that person, mm-hmm. that female. Right. You're causing her 10 times more pain. Or male. Or male. Because you're, you know, th- saying that even though it 100% happened, that they're making it up. Mm-hmm. But then you got the ones that are actually making it up. Well, you're seeing a play right in front of you right now in the Amber Heard trial. She was making that shit up. And she got away with it. I don't think she got away with it. I think they're fucking, they roasted her on the stand. But it's bitches like that that make it hard for legitimate cases. It does, because then people aren't, people are going to think everybody's crying wolf. Actually, a lot of people do think that way now. Yeah, they do. Because they hear it so much. And it always turns out to be false. And people wonder why a lot of women or men that get sexually assaulted don't come forward. And it all comes back around to the ones that were bullshitting. Yeah. This is why people don't come out and and say that this, 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 and this happened to them. Because so many people are false representing sexually assault being sexually assaulted that those that actually have been assaulted just hold it in and don't say anything which is just going to cause more problems for themselves because of the fact that they've got no one to talk to about it and that point right there bringing it right back around with how many people that were teachers aides that have sexually assaulted a kid that could be one of the major reasons right there Either they were threatened or more likely they don't think anybody's going to believe them. Yeah. Uh, Especially when it, yeah. Like when you said with the teachers or, you know, a grown adult with a child, why would the child want to say anything? And then they can get continued. The teacher's going to have them, a teacher or adult or whatever. This is going to have them so brainwashed that nobody's going to believe you, so why say anything? They're going to believe that. They just won't say anything. And then they have to live through all that bullshit. Yep, that's when they have to become an adult way too early in life. What I don't understand, a lot of women has been in the news lately for this. You have teachers that are 25, 26 years old going and i'm not even talking about high school age 
I'm talking middle school. What what is that thinking right there? That you're going to a middle schooler. It's depressing, pathetic, and disgusting. Dude, these people that do sex crimes, that that commit sex crimes, you know, they always blame it on their childhood, right? Because we've said that a hundred times, right? Right. It's like, I'm sorry, but look at all the people out there that have had bad situations or have had, you know been sexually assaulted in their childhood and never retaliated like that. Never. It's it's like, I don't know. It's they of, make a mockery of the system. They do. But that's how they can try and get away with it, I guess. And it's, then at the same time, you got the victim that has to live with the shit. The victim's got to live with it, and if the victim's under the age of uh, 18... I mean, whatever age they were, they automatically have to, they feel like their childhood is gone, and they automatically have to grow up, and it sucks, because then they have this all bottled in, they got nobody to speak to, because eh, nobody's going to believe you, they're going to say you're lying. To continue with this, April 11th, police in California charged... Anthony James Phillips, 61 years old, Good. at the uh, Cupertino Middle School, with aggravated sexual assault of a child, forcible penetration with a foreign object, and forcible penetration with a for uh, foreign object upon a child. Anessa, here's a a woman, 34-year-old former biology teacher at Making Waves Academy in Richmond, was charged with 29 counts of child molestation. 29? 29. You know, there's usually only 30 in a classroom. Gower is accused of sexually abusing seven students between 2021 and 2022. One year when she was a teacher at Making Waves with allegations including, listen to this, listen to this, this is a woman. All right. Forcible sodomy. Gross. Of minors and sharing sexually graphic photos over their online platforms. This was a woman. Well, nobody ever said women don't commit the crime, too. And as far as I'm concerned, you commit the crime. I don't care woman or male, man. You got to do the time. But it's like it's vicious. It is. It's sick. What is going through a woman's mind that, and this is what, a, a middle or a high school? No, a middle school. Middle school, which would be, I know in our area, that would be sixth grade through eighth grade. Would be middle forcible school. sodomy really what sick bitch is this because you know when she was growing up it happened to her <laughs> that that's where that's where it's at mm-hmm well here's a go. here's an answer to the question about why a kid wouldn't come through 35 year old former biology teacher and this was in indiana 
charged two counts of rape, one count of attempted rape, six counts of child seduction. Uh, he's accused of repeatedly raping a 16-year-old female and threatening to kill her. Well, when you come to the... where There had to be signs that the parents could see. Most parents don't look for those. Why? You have to notice something's different in your kid, if you're paying attention anyway. Well, funny as it is, is a mother usually does know something's off with their child. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is a lot of mothers or fathers, whichever, they just don't ask. They expect their kid just to come to them when something happens. But that's not always the case. Because here's what the situation is, is the kid is probably thinking, hold on, I gotta sneeze. (coughs) Thanks. The kid's probably thinking, wait, (coughs) round two, (laughs) that the parents are going to get mad at them. Why'd you let this happen to you? You know? Because that's a lot of people's way of thinking. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, they're, they might even blame their own child. Mm-hmm. So that could be a, one of the reasons why the kids don't say anything. I have to say the correlation between educators and parents is non-existent anymore. You see how all these boards are. Tr- it makes you think when you look at some of these cases. You know how they wanted to teach kindergartens or young kids about sex right away you look at this shit and it's like damn they probably think it's okay kids at that age are way too young to comprehend anything that has to do with their reproductive system well that's we already know that but what i'm talking about is if you look at some of these actions of teachers and board members they probably think some something like this is okay some of them probably do. Some probably don't even care. Oh, I never would have thought they would have done that. Really? You didn't get, like, a creepy vibe? Well, especially in that Virginia case where that transgender bullshit where the guy that was dressing up as a girl was going in the girl's bathroom and next thing you know, kids were getting sexually assaulted there and the school tried hiding that. Because school don't want to be called out when they're wrong. I would have to say, if I'm looking at this, that if there's this many within five months, it's probably double that hasn't been reported, and it's still going on. Well, yeah. Well, you got to think, too. I mean, young kids nowadays, let's just say under the age of 14, okay? You know, parents need to do... okay. This is going to sound like so retarded, but maybe not. Well, it is you. Well, it is. I mean, parents need to put forward and put into their kids' heads from under the age of 14, you know, that they're, I don't know, I guess you could say, they're no-no spots. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, the lower region, the chest area, that the only people that should be anywhere near that is, you know, like a doctor. And we make sure that we tell the granddaughters that. You know, is like a doctor or, you know, mm-hmm. I'd hate to say and your parents because sometimes the parents or the doctor could be doing something too. But, I mean, technically only people that should ever see that area 
should be your parents or a doctor, and that's it. Right. Nobody else should ever have permission to see a boy, a young, a young child, whether boy or girl, under the age of 14's private areas. Exactly. We're going to a music break. When we come back, we got a new exciting segment coming up. Guys, get your hands ready. I know you're going to want to be doing that. Plus, we're going to come back and talk about the impact of We Are the World. Yes, that impact.
fantasy is I love two hard cocks. I like to have one fucking me and I like to suck one off while the other one's fucking me. And today I'm having two of my very favorite friends come over and they're gonna be eating my pussy and I'm gonna be sucking them off. Mmm, I can hardly wait. They should be here any minute. Suck it. Suck it deep. Suck it. Suck it deep. Suck it. WMMR TV Rockford, where you can always get your freak on. Suck it. All right, here we go. This is entitled, My Doctor Fingered Me and I Liked It. Hmm. It was just like a routine checkup. And he turned around while I slipped off my panties and I sat down on the table with just my skirt on and told him I was decent. He came around and very professionally lifted up my skirt looking academically at my vagina. Nothing was any different to other doctor's evaluations I'd had before. I wasn't really looking at him. I just kind of looked placidly at the wall when I felt his finger brush accidentally up near my clit. I let out an involuntary breath and looked down, then up at his face. His expression was casual, and then his hand was still resting down near my vagina, but not touching it. His face wasn't sexual, or even showing any indication that he was aware what he was ju- what he'd just done. I didn't think he'd done it on purpose at all, but we were just staying locked in kind of an innocent eye connection. He moved to pull his hand away, but suddenly, out of nowhere, my ha- my hand shot out and grabbed his wrist, indicating not to move. Ooh. I wasn't even thinking. I just kind of did it. I wasn't thinking at all. I looked from our hand from our hands back to his face again. I'm doing the same. His eyes burrowing deeper into mine. Then without a word, he lightly lowered his fingers back to my clit. I gl- I gasped again at the touch and saw something twitch on in his bottom lip and thought he, he was about to bite it. Something behind his eyes changed too, a flicker of something different to a professional gaze he'd always held with me before. You're over here laughing, but you're over here moving your hand and shit on your tits and on your freaking head. You're over here getting into it. You're in here getting over it. Holy shit, this is supposed to be for them, and here you are. Hey. (laughs) Why are you turning all red? What a good story. I'm not even done yet. Keep going. He was gently starting to move his finger around my clit, and then I pulled his wrist up a little bit to find my sweet spot. I gasped even louder when he found it and propped myself up with my arm to be closer to his face. It was really good. I remember gripping the collar of his shirt and burying my face in his neck, trying hard to trying really hard to moan as quietly as possible. I moaned in his ear, and I guess also a bit in pleasure, which he responded to by tracing his hand from wow from my breast up to my neck and then resting it firmly around the top of my neck which gave me goosebumps 
Then he pulled my face back and we kissed. Are you like about to squirt over here? No. <laughs> no. Here's my hands. No. Yeah, now they're seeing it. Uh, yeah, uh huh. <laughs> While your hands, your right hand's down there right now. <laughs> it's on my knee. Holly, uh, I mean, uh, China Dow's over here masturbating on air. <laughs> That's pretty fucked up, man. <laughs> Howard Stern don't got shit for me, man. I got a co-host over here freaking getting all hot and heavy. <laughs> She's red as fuck, too. <laughs> I can't read any more of this. <laughs> getting all wet. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Don't try to lie here on the studio. Stop. No, I'm not. Give us one more. Come on, honey. <laughs> what, you want the next paragraph? <laughs> I've always gone wild for that shit, and adding on the fact I wasn't fully expecting it made it so good. I had to hold my breath a second to keep myself from screaming out. I looked up into his eyes, and we were now filled with animal lust at my reaction. He kept digging his finger into my... God, I can't say that word. She said the C word. I'll say cunt. Thank you. And pulling down, which sent floods of ecstasy through me each time he did it. Well, maybe I should start writing sexy stories because uh, China Doll's over here freaking going nuts. <laughs> you women really get off on sex stories, don't you? Well, yeah, sex stories are amazing. <laughs> I can tell. I can say there's somebody in our Discord server, Dark Soul, that used to write a lot of sex stories that were, hmm. Maybe you should read one. I have read all his. <laughs> On error sometime. One of Dark Souls? Yeah. Oh, his are very long. For this segment, you know? His are long. But this segment is a new one. Yeah. I'm going to read a sex story. <laughs> <laughs> bring him my, and you get the, you I'm know. I'm bringing my toy with the next time. That's it. I'm over. telling you, she was rubbing her tits. She was rubbing I her. I was not. You're okay. doing it now. Okay, I touched my boob, but I wasn't touching my. Freaking who? Yes, you were. No, I was not. You were on the air freaking <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> I was not. That has to be a first. You're gross. Usually it's, you know, calling people that do it, but you did it. I did not. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the fans. <laughs> we just got China Dow off on live radio. No, that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, I wanted to go to this subject, get into a little serious subject here. So we're going to go from the first and, story uh, uh, China to the next story and to what now? China Dow's <laughs> all hot and bothered over here and shit like that. You know, that's why, guys, you got to blow and go, man, because these women, you get, they get crazy. They want to do nastiness to you. So you got to blow and go before they get going. You know, maybe I should get you a sex audio book or something. Maybe Man, that'd the, help you. The, the funny part with the funny part with all that though is, what doctor's office was she at? Because I want to go there <laughs> and not have a nurse. <laughs> and see, that's the thing too. People commenting on that story, going, "Yeah, this, this never happened." That's because in today's day and age, it wouldn't, because there's always a nurse in there with every appointment. Mm. Unless it becomes a threesome, I don't know. It could happen. Oh, three. You know what? That'd be a good story right there. You have the doctor, the and doctor, then you have and then a nurse. The nurse comes in, too. <laughs> and all of them start getting down right there on the gyno uh, table. That'd be funny shit. 
funny shit right there. Anyway, <laughs> what's, what's the 1980s that? was a very... The era of the 1980s was awesome. If you ever got to grow up in that era, you got to experience a lot of different things. But there was a serious side of that era. A lot more serious than, say, nowadays. Yep. With some of the causes and stuff. Yeah. And I came, we came, well, I came up with this topic because I was looking in the news yesterday and... They're sending troops back to Somalia for the Civil War. And that got me thinking about that area of the world, you know, Africa and stuff. And we got talking. What's not well known to a lot of people in this generation is there was bad famine back then. Remember the uh, the commercials with the kids that were skinny and malnourished? They they, they look like skeletons. Yep. The uh, those commercials, just like you know the animal shelter commercials. Oh, I have to turn the animal ones off. But the the ones with the kids, that like over in Africa and stuff like that. They those commercials used to break my heart. It did. So. Something amazing happened in the fight against hunger. And that was We Are the World came out. Yeah. If you don't know that song, go look it up. Go look it up because I told Hollywood not to play it. (laughs) No, I ain't going to play it. Not on this station. But the effect that song had on... Our generation and the people within the United States, uh, around the world, was real heavy. Yeah. Well, it all started uh, in the in between, you know, like eighty three and eighty five, and in the U.S., it got was inspired by. I feel uh, our generation will know who this is, but. It, it was a thing called Band-Aid, and they sang the song, uh, Do They Know It's Christmas? It was a project in the UK. Mm-hmm. So Harry Belafonte decided that he was going to organize and reclu- uh, record a song inclu- you know, and have all these amazing artists sing it, and that's when they came up for USA for Africa. And that's how they got Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie to help write the song. Mm. And next thing you know, it it's it's all about uh, we are the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they the first night of recording was in January of '85, and they had real tight security because you know they didn't want anybody to really know what was going on. When all these, you know, popular people like Kenny Rogers and all them just like went into and the it was studio. across the music spectrum, everything from pop, rock, country, country, yeah, you jazz, name you name it, and they all went in. I mean, you got people like Stevie Wonder and Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. you know, because there were celebrities too, Bette Midler, and let's see, we had. Kim Carnes, Cindy Lauper, Kenny Loggins, 
Latoya Jackson. Actually, all the Jacksons were in there. Uh, Paul Simon, Tina Turner. I mean, you name it. And I think that was a time period where they actually meant it. It wasn't one of them deals like we talked on yesterday's segment where they did it just to feel good. Right. They actually meant this. And the response that this country had to that woke a lot of people up. Right. Well, it was released for the very first time in March of 85. And let me tell you, this whole thing was four months after the release of We Are The World, they took in almost $10.8 million. Which is huge money now. It says it's equivalent to $27 million today. Exactly, like doubled it. Mm-hmm. And their goal in the beginning was to get a, at least $50 million. Mm-hmm. That was what their goal was. One year after the release, it came up to $44.5 million. Right. Then they stated that they did finally reach it because CBS Records gave them 2.5 mil. And they ended up approximately about $51.2 million for Hands Across America. How, why do you think people don't think about it today? Africa's still the same place, still going through the same problems. Mm-hmm. Why don't you think that comes to the forefront? You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that donate to, you know, I'm sure everybody donates to something. Mm. You know, me, I do uh, breast cancer awareness is my big thing. Yours, St. Jude. Mm -hmm. So everybody's got their thing that they donate to, you know, and it's what cracks me up is a lot of people think, well, we should only do it specific times of the year. No, I mean, if you're going to donate to something, it, it doesn't take much to donate a dollar. Donate $2. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm going to give him 50 bucks. Because if you ain't got the 50 bucks, then why, you know, every, well, little you, bit, when, every little bit helps. When you think what that continent's going through, everything from the hunger, the AIDS, whatever it may be, they have some real issues where you got people freaking out right now because they don't know the pain in this country that others go through as far as the meat shortages, Mm -hmm. uh, the baby formula shortages, all that stuff. And it's interesting to see how different cultures react to the problems. Right. Well, and it's like they, they ended and they donated 90% Mm -hmm. and they had cargo planes filled with, medicines, refrigeration stuff, food, uh, you name it, clothing. And they sent it all over to Africa. You don't see that kind of stance anymore. Well, I know. I know not too long ago um, they actually did another version. Uh, it's called, it was in back in like 2010. They did 25, uh, We Are the World 25 for Haiti. Mm. And and that had to it do It just with, don't have the to, same impact as the usual. Well, that had... Or to, the original. That had to do with the earthquake. Mm. And they then also... It was basically the part two of We Are the World, and they 
and just like any se- just like any sequel, the second one never works out. The second one's not as good as the first. Hmm. But you know they got some money together and they went ahead and you know donated that to the people in 2010 that had the. It was a 7.0 earthquake in Haiti. So, but I'm talking about we haven't seen a movement. No. Like we seen back in 85 Mm-mm. today Mm-mm. nothing even compares no to how everybody banded together and you kind of miss people banding together because they don't do it anymore no they don't you know it's like people want to there's all these different things going on in this world and it's like where where are all these people that did we are the world uh and and uh, heal the world. And do you know it's Christmas from the UK? I mean, where are all these people and why aren't people banding together like that to, like, get money for anything? Mm. Get, how about how about COVID people? Family that lost somebody to COVID or something. Mm. You know, because it's like... Well, uh, well, one reason might be is, with me, the reason why I go to St. Jude's is because it goes right to the hospital. Most of the time with these charities, they're taking 80% just for administrative costs and not getting it to the people. Well, yeah, that's just, that. that's the part that is very negative about it. It's just like, um, when you see the people in the middle of the roads with the little containers... Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I hate to say it, but I'll put my window up because a lot of times they'll walk by and it's like, okay, what is that really for? Because Damn I can, right. I can go stand on a fucking intersection with a freaking coffee can covered in paper and ask for donations for make up some shit. People can do it, and I'm sure they do. So it's like. You know, as far as those in the intersections, it's like if I, unless I see the firefighters out there with their boots, mm-hmm. I usually just keep well, driving. You, there's a lot of scams, and that's cut down on people giving. Well, yeah, it's like uh, I know one specific spot, which is actually in near the town I grew up in, and it's whenever I have to take my mother to her cardiologist and it's the same intersection and it's funny because every time we've gone through that intersection it's the same guy Mm -hmm. and he his says that he's donating to some sort of cancer society no he ain't yeah he's bagging the money it's his own it's and it's like that's why it's like you know i can understand why a lot of people don't do those donations like out here we've got the lions club when they give you little poppy flowers Mm. And, you know, I mean, that's a legit thing. But it's like, you know, you don't know. But it doesn't mean you can't go directly to the source. This is true. You know. We'll be right back with Cards of Humanity right after Submerse. I wonder if there's a life between right and wrong. I wonder which side I'm on or if I'm strong enough. Come on. 
Humanity, get your nastiness ready. Okay, you over here rubbing your tits and you know your punta and all that stuff. What the hell? I guess we're gonna get into uh, some cards against humanity with some sicko stuff to get you off again. What do we got? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> hey, Go- Hollywood. What? What'd you bring for show and tell today? What did I bring for show and tell? I don't know, an 18-year-old blonde, double Ds, uh, you know, nice ass, and uh, her explaining how to give a blowjob. Rude. (laughs) Well, when I was in third grade and we had show and tell day, this kid in my class brought his mom's dildo. (laughs) That actually happened? Yes. And how did that work out? How did he explain that? The, the teacher let it happen? <laughs> well, you don't show the teacher what you brought when you go to when you have show and tell. At least in my school, you didn't. So he had it in like back then. It was you know Jewel or Dominic's right. grocery store. Well, they still got him in the city. So he he had it in the bag, and I guess he took it out of his mom's drawer or under the bed. I don't know, but it was his turn for show and tell, and he went up. And pulled it out of the bag and goes, this is my mom's new microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and all the kids were just, we're oblivious. We don't know shit. And the teacher's like, okay, put that back. Put that back. We need to go talk down in the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they called mom. Did the teacher freak? The teacher's jaw was, like, on the floor. (laughs) Honey, honey, that's not a microphone. (laughs) He thought it was a microphone. So he went in the drawer, took the vibrator. Put it in a freaking grocery bag, brought it to school. Could you imagine how embarrassed the mother was? Yeah, I wish I was a fly on the wall when the mom had to come to school about that. But I missed it. But I thought it was priceless. That is priceless. That's great. Oh, my God. I'd be using that against that kid until he got out of high school and then some. I did at the high school reunion. Oh, you did? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me about it? (laughs) That's why. (laughs) Oh, my God. He was there. He was there, and you could have told me. 
Yeah, I'm like, dude, remember in third grade? He's like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. You should have brought it to me. I'd be whacking on him all day. You probably would. But yeah, he thought it was a microphone. He was standing up there, kind of like the picture Morbik just put up, tapping on the top of it like this. Uh (laughs) It was not a microphone. It was one hell of a large dildo. (laughs) A large one? It was a large one. We're talking at least bigger than 10 inches. (laughs) This dude's mom was getting it all. (laughs) More than you. Man, this shit... That thing's like 10 times the size of the one I got. That was crazy. It was great, though. Or was it big because you were little? You know how things look bigger when you're little? It was bigger than a ruler, and rulers are 12 inches. You would know. Duh. So we any, got, anybody uh, else bring anything interesting for show and tell? Or maybe, maybe what would you bring to show and tell? <laughs> well, like I said, an 18-year-old, double Ds, nice ass. Give us a lesson, yeah, show and tell, but it'd have to be in an adult environment. It'd have to be in an adult environment, <laughs> show and tell at the bar. Oh my goodness. So I just thought that was great. So Great show today, you know, serious stuff and then a little fun. We got to, you know, see you get all hot and bothered. Uh, at least hit, listen to you hot and bothered. But I couldn't believe it, dude. She's rubbing her tits, rubbing her legs, and rubbing her kunta. It is damn China on air. You do have a high sex drive. Well, <laughs> and it's funny. She's over here redder than fucking red. She, you can't even believe you did it, did you? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You need to stop your lies. <laughs> I got to stop my lies while you're over here claiming. Uh, stop stop your, your lies. You're lying. I plead the fifth shit. You're a liar. <laughs> you're a liar. I, my hands are right here. My hands are right here. Anyway, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Rock on. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's <laughs> channel over on Roku. As well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.